Infidelity, why do I care if my partner cheats? Join T and I as we take a fresh look at cheating and question when boundaries can hurt us or help us. You're listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. I'm T. And I'm A. <laughs> okay. We had to do it. <laughs> we are currently in the studio, um, in our private home studio for the first time. We're Yay! yeah, moving to Blog Talk Radio and playing around with GarageBand, we discovered this hilarious deep voice. <laughs> that was me, yeah. guys. That was A. That was A. <laughs> was with awesome. her nice like throaty man voice. Um <laughs> a la Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. <Infidels. laughs> anyway, we um, thought we'd have a little fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh so we wanted to kind of announce that we'll be um working with Blog Talk Radio from now on. Yeah, we're very excited to be part of their team. It's going to be super fun. Exactly. So I just want to set the space here. Our new home studio is in our lovely, well, we don't live together, but my, my, I guess it's my apartment, but it's our workspace. Yeah. <laughs> lovely LA apartment. We've got candles burning, fluffy puppy on the chair. We do. It's awesome. This is much better Gigi. than high rise downtown. Yeah. We need Gigi to behave and stay quiet. No barking. No barking. <laughs> um, and unless you're excited. Unless you're excited. Also, uh, there have been a little inconsistencies with our uploading because of some technical details we've had over the transition. And we just uh, want to let you know that everything will be um, uh, back on track yep. from here on Moving out. forward. So, uh, also, A, you yes. were excited about how many people are listening globally. And we just wanted to say thanks to everyone who's taken an interest. We, yeah, I, I was so touched by just seeing like Japan all over the world. It's just, it's crazy. And I've never seen that before. And it, it really touched my heart. I, I almost cried. So thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Well, and we definitely want to hear from you all. So we've built out a new website. It's now PB with TA. You know, keeping it short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can go on there. There's a voicemail uh, button that you can call and leave us any questions or thoughts that you have, as well as uh, signing up for our newsletter. And um, and as always, we'll be on Twitter and all that good stuff. And we have a great media else? player there. So if you, you can catch our episodes there, too, if that's easier for you. Yeah. We should get back to the that's topic That's all the announcements. Hand. We just had a few <laughs> announcements to make. That's it, I promise. We're getting infidelity. Infidelity. <laughs> so is cheating, cheating. Is cheating, cheating. Um, so T and I have some experience with this, but what sparked this whole conversation was this TED Talk that, that I, I heard about trust that a friend had sent me. And it's really beautiful. There are several speakers. Um, and Esther Perel was on toward the end, and she, she said many wonderful things, one in particular that that caught my eye was the difference between how we've we've come from being a society that is based on resource uh, infidelity, which is I trust that you will provide me with the resources that I need, uh, and that we've now moved into being a society that's based on emotional infidelity or emotional fidelity. Right. So I trust that you will love me forever. And. Provide emotional and provide security. It, yeah. And then it becomes so nebulous in a way. I mean, like, what is, I don't know, the expectations well, that are tied to emotional fidelity. You know, it's, it, there are a lot. And where are the limits? Where are the limits? Emotions are much less concrete than, like, hey, am I getting enough money to feed myself and my kids? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just feel like, I think... Uh, at first glance for me it sounds like a very noble thing oh humanity is evolving and okay that's we're moving from like the less base concrete 
carnal needs and moving more into the emotional realm, but maybe. But I still challenge this a little bit. I don't know if this, I, like, I don't think we should stop here. Because for me, I look at this and I, I just hear like kids who need their security blankets. Like, okay, okay, you promise that my blanket's going to be there forever? Forever? You will never take it away? Really? Okay? Promise? Promise? Yeah. That's not how, I don't know. No, it's, no, I agree. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I get that this conversation I feel is really difficult because I, I think about all the complexities of, um, like you're saying, almost like the real tangible items of why you commit to someone to build a life together. Yeah. Um, but then there's, but then, yeah, there are all these feelings of like emotional betrayal. Um, and well, okay. So do you think, what are your, what are your thoughts on emotional fidelity or infidelity? I mean, a lot, there's a lot of people out there that say, oh, emotional infidelity is worse than cheat. Like, you know, sleeping with someone. What do you, what do you think about that? So this came up actually with my open relationship, which was, and, and of course in conversations with other people, they would say, well, I'm fine with, my partner sleeping with someone else. But mm-hmm. if I knew they were building in a, a relationship with them emotionally, I would be very hurt. But what does that mean? What- well, right. How do you draw the line? And inev- inevitably, you're somehow connecting with this sexual partner in a way that, of course, is going to have some emotional uh, tenter or, or bearings, you know? Mm-hmm. The, to have sex is to communicate. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a language of expression. To connect. Yeah. I mean, there is a difference between sexual connection and and just talking with someone, having an emotional bond. I, I get that. Right. And I guess the, I feel like a lot of people talk about they shouldn't mix. To me, I'm like, how can you keep them from mixing? I mean, no, there are there are relationships and lovers that are just pure sex, but you know, not often for me. Right, right. But there is a feeling of the person you're committed to, that you've devoted yourself to. There's a, a real sense of... For me, it's the bond of of um, trusting they're there for you when you need them. Like when you're in a time of need, that they they're going to be willing to give you yeah. their attention and their energy. Right. I yes, and vice yes. versa. Like you're kind of making a pact. Almost. Yes, yes. And so, does and, it necessarily mean though that if that person is available for someone else as well, I'm just talking, let's just talk about emotionally for now. Like mm-hmm. there's a woman at work that your husband is friends with and she's going through a tough time and he's helping her. Like if he's still available for you when you need and he's got this emotional connection with this other woman, I, I don't see how that's a breaking any. Yeah, but a lot of people do. A lot of people right, do. they think it's well. Betrayal comes to mind for me, like this idea of you broke our our commitment, our bond. But right, you're saying well, technically it's this not person like he's didn't. taking away anything from your dynamic, right? I mean, there are instances where that has happened, but we're just hypothetically speaking about this one in particular. Yeah. Well, when does it start taking away from the relationship? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um. And and I know if, yeah. I well I often think about when another person catches your eye, you know, you know, say you're committed to someone, you have that pact or that bond. Um, if someone else is catching your eye, um, that probably does mean that in some way you're not your needs aren't being met in the prior relationship, or all of the needs aren't being met. Or okay, but here's the thing: yes, mm-hmm. it could. My thing is that... But does that mean failure? It doesn't mean failure. Exactly. It just means you have so many variables. How could one person fulfill all of them? 
that's my personal outlook is that I don't I think it's unrealistic to, I think we have I think we've been raised with this prince charming you know princess uh idea that one person should fulfill absolutely every need for all time for our entire lives and I think that's personally I think it's ludicrous and I I don't think that yeah I agree that I don't think that your relationship fails just because relation you know things things aren't being met the other side is okay well fine but do you have to sleep with the person like (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) which is something I have a hard time getting around I guess but I will say this okay so let's talk about the benefits of an affair right have you ever had an affair T I mean I feel like it's you know what before I had the courage to request an open relationship I guess it was an affair, yeah, because I was nervous about telling my partner, and I didn't know how, so then things were kind of happening in tandem. Um, Before it had escalated (laughs) to this idea of, like, sex happening, uh, I suppose my partner and I had talked about it before that had happened, but that literal act. Okay. But there had been intimacy with this other person. Okay. Um, Did this uh, experience help help you? In any way, give you perspective or insight or... Yeah, you know, I think that it led to a deeper conversation with my partner. Um, I I mean, I do, and then since then, I do find that these other, like outside of my primary relationship, you know, I have learned a lot from my dynamic with another person, right? They're teaching me, they're showing me something, they're holding up a mirror, um, whatever those needs are. I mean, I think a lot of people assume, oh, but shouldn't you do that on your own? Or, you know, work on these issues by yourself. But I really don't think you can as I humans. I, the whole thing is is that to be human is to interact, to learn from the others. I mean, it's the constant engagement. We're, yes, we're social right. uh, uh, animals. animals. <laughs> <laughs> What's that word? Yes. Um, right. Okay. So that's great. And okay. So from my experience, I... Uh, I am currently the other woman. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> you may all send me hate mail and that's fine. <laughs> but I'm okay with it, um, at least right now, because I feel like it serves me in the sense that I'm, you know, I'm not looking for attachments or anything, you know, really solid right now. But also for them, they're going through... Uh, like sort of difficult transitions in their lives and I feel like I feel like I'm a healing um force or presence and it's there have been times even when you know one will come to me and be like I you know he's I just can't take this and he you know he's got young kids and like I I'm gonna go crazy and let's just run away and I'm like no 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 (laughs) take a breath take a deep breath and go give your wife a kiss everything will be fine just relax you know and and so I feel like it's we we're both just two humans that are going through some things and we're helping each other and, and you need support or he he needs support he so needs support. but you're you're getting something from it as well um yes less I think and so I don't see him very often um but but it's more from yes but yeah sure well okay but this interests me because I also feel like at a time when I was in my open relationship, so my partner was aware of this other man, but I was definitely um, seeking certain emotional fulfillment from him, um, but not, he didn't fully replace the, my partner because 
the relationship also tapered off upon leaving my partner. So you you get sort of this duality. However, he was almost like a, a guide or a coach for me as well in a way that it sounds like you are for this married man. Right. Um, so I guess I, I, it's so yeah. I guess I'm thinking, well, you do get something out of it, though. I mean, you get the satisfaction of that interaction or or the fact that they do look to you as a authorities or but as a as someone they can rely on. Sure. And I think they they for where I am in life, they help they help me attune to different um, different things in life that I'm going toward. And and so for that, it's, so it's helpful, you know, in terms of the conversations we have and all of that. And, and so it expands my mind and my, yeah, and my my world. Um, but it's interesting that it's like, okay, so T, why why would you care if your partner cheated, or would you? <laughs> uh, gosh, well, I guess I would care if they said I cheated on you and now I'm leaving you. <laughs> I think that would feel like that would that would be the most painful thing I think I don't immediately I don't have like an immediate trigger reaction to the idea of them having sex with someone if my partner comes to me and says you know and and this did happen I mean again we had kind of agreed to do this open dynamic however every new partner is a new introduction to saying we're recommitting to this idea of an open relationship um so you know, there were times where he would he would say, yeah, look, I, I met someone, you know, this happened. Um, and it, it doesn't make me okay, angry but, by the idea. But then I but, but then imagine I, if you were not in an open relationship, because that's kind of puts it in a different ballpark. Okay. Yes. That, but I think it's I think that it opens the di- like the dialogue, like a conversation needs to be had. Right. I mean, what's what's going on? Why did this happen? Right. Right, so so not so much from an attacking place or a betrayal, but, but communication. Yeah, yeah. I, well, here's the problem: is I don't know if I can go back to what it, if I was just in a commit. I mean, because I've I've kind of opened myself to that idea of a more fluid dynamic. We'll see if it works. <laughs> you know, I I for my own. My I do. Own, yeah, go ahead. Well, this is back to you know the the show that we did about babies and do we want to have children or not and why. You know, I have to admit that I almost have this conflict in me where I say, well, if I did have children, I would get married. Like I would have, I would want to be married first before I did that. Um, And so that makes me question this idea of building a structure that's more concrete uh, between you and the partner. Okay. Can you, okay. And I, and I agree with you. I think, I think you're right in that there does need to be a structure defined. And how do you define that? You define it with boundaries and to define what we are, what we're not, da, da, da. But do you think that can exist without without those boundaries being fear-based? This is my thing, because I look at the boundaries mm. that we place on each other, and I feel like it's all based on, well, all, but these, in, these infidelity-based boundaries are all based right. on fear. I'm afraid I'm not going to get enough love. I'm afraid I'm not going to have enough money. I'm afraid you're going to leave me, and I'm, which is going to mean that I am a shitty person. Uh, you know, and so ah, when anything comes from fear, I, I question it. Right. What's the upside of it, though? I mean, I guess I kind of, you know, Is I, there fear. An well, fear, fear based and also almost like insurance based, like your security. Yeah. Which is you're really setting up the boundaries. Fear. Yeah. So can you have that structure? My question is in looking at how can we not accommodate, but maybe 
go through this in a more healthy way is, you know, can we build that structure without fear-based, without fear-based boundaries? What would that even look like? Right. I think it would be, I don't know. It's another show. Well, can I say we were talking earlier (laughs) and you had mentioned this idea of how you would treat your partner almost from a more Buddhist perspective. Well, this is my own personal idea of it fidelity and what so I've gone through can we go there I'd like to there. hear what your personal perspective is so I this past year in particular has been a whole look for me at commitment and um, the the purpose of it I guess in, in coming into an age where you're looking at maybe having a family and you know settling down with someone and, you know what does that mean and looking at all of this stuff so for me one thing that I've thought about a lot is um, the idea that, can I just note, I feel like Hold on, I'm, I, because yeah. men and women both have careers now, it's, this is more in swing. I mean, we're seeing like a big shift, right? Before the the structure or the dynamic was simply defined and now it's kind of topsy-turvy and everyone for themselves and how do they want to define their relationships because there is no guidebook anymore. It's not based on resources like it has been for the past forever. Well, it's shifting. I mean, I think there's still... Yes, there is still that. There's still that going on. And then back to that idea of babies, right, which is still on the responsibility of the woman to to carry that, to carry, you know. Okay, I found... Yes, back to your personal perspective. Personal perspective, which I brain farted on. Um is so the, it's the idea of this because I, I wanted to find the right words it's to trust that to trust that the other person is in tune with their intuitive truth and for me what that means is that i'm not i'm trusting that this person knows themselves enough to know when they're being motivated from fear when they're being motivated motivated from addiction or some other darker um, less healthy like force versus when they're coming from that core part of you that always knows what's right for you. And so for me, if this person who's in my life comes up to me and says, I need to do X because it's just in me, like I just have to do it, I can look into their eyes and I know this person. I know if they're coming from fear. I know if they're coming from addiction. I know if they're coming from something else. But if they're they genuinely feel in their heart that they need to, to go do anything, whatever it is. Even if it's, wow, okay, look, I, I met this person. I don't know what's going on. It's just this connection and I need to explore it. Yeah. I feel like I have absolutely no right to say no to this person. It's like I'm. they need to live their life. I have no, I would never want to like um, impede on their life. Well, and I also wonder, so to even me, that's though the you try. Fidelity, though, is them being, them committing to themselves like, mm-hmm. I trust that you will stay in touch with yourself enough and be have a healthy relationship with yourself so that you will be healthy in the relationship. Yeah. Okay. I, I guess it actually made me feel a little sad, what you just said, because it well, made me think about my past relationships that I have. And, I, and I, I think at times when you feel yourself losing contact with that person, I mean, there are times where... I, I love what you're saying and the description is great and and the truth is that I feel what you're saying is if you're sure of your needs I mean you, oh, shoot it's yeah, honesty it takes honesty well, with yourself yes but but and not many you can are. 
it's going to happen anyway, the way that it happens, if you will. Like there's, I guess what I mean is if your partner needs to explore something, all you can do is be supportive. If you do anything else, you drive them away. And if they're going to be driven away or they're going to drive away for a more active reason, um, you can't fight that anyway. That's true too. Um, Right. So, so this is definitely a more placid uh, together way of processing your experience with someone. I think it opens the communication. Well, and it allows for more flow um, and flexibility so like so that the person doesn't need to jump hide in the shadows. Right. Hide, lie, run away. Right. Um as immediately. And like like for example on, for the men that I'm seeing, goes. my 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 true desire for them is I'm like god, I just wish you could go to your wife and be honest and just just live in this place where you are honestly. Oh, she would never be able to take that. And that makes me sad. And I'm not saying that it's everything is all their fault, like the woman's, the wife's fault no, or anything. No. But wouldn't it be great if we lived in a society where there could be an honest communication and and uh, a com- communication pathway about that? But these yeah. guys are terrified. If they go to their wives and say, hey, look, I've been seeing this person and da 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 even though they're completely devoted to their families, mm-hmm. it like she well, would be completely, she would probably want a divorce okay. or something. Okay, and I think things. that's a little, so I'm just saying, I think it would be nice if we could just loosen our grips a little yeah. like realize that she's you know like stop coming from fear right and listen to each other yes well let me say this in my experience i in my relationship definitely um we got to a place where it was like okay let's talk openly and freely but there was still fear it was almost like residual and i think that we can work towards this but it yeah. doesn't happen overnight it right doesn't. it's totally a practice and it's totally a practice yeah and it's almost like you start to build your threshold for that like you almost like test it with like little things little sure. things little things you know how much can we handle okay the person's still not freaking out at me or running away or actively denying me and saying no right um the other thing is can i say this and this was like when i was sort of just doing a research idea of cheating like what comes up online um you know something that that was noted was adultery and the idea of the legal system and how that can be used to take away property settlements custody of children denial of alimony i mean all this so this idea of infidelity is now um can lead to very serious um what financial loss but also family loss i mean to be cut out of the family unit if to me that's just puritanical punishment well it is (laughs) i think it's just maybe this is the root of where fear is coming from i don't i think the root of the fear is not root that's where that came from but i think the root of the fear is coming from people's lack of self-value like in insecurities i guess that's a more um people you'll understand that word so yeah insecurities i i do i'm not enough i won't be enough this will prove that i'm not enough and that terrifies me right in your wanting to control your partner and them not having any having them not having any emotional or sexual tie to someone else right yeah wrapping your well it is fear but and then but i also wonder what i was astounded by was my own projection um and my own fears of how my partner was going to react if i was honest with them sure exactly and that's what these men are dealing with too right. right yes but the more honest i was the more willing my partner was to listen i can imagine that Right. And and you, what you get is this partner who's getting more riled, more tense, more whatever, because they can see that something's breaking down with you. 
Right. And and maybe that's your responsibility to come to them. Yeah. You know, that's really your your courage. You know, um, I think a lie is I've only had one big lie that I've ever had to live with with a partner. I'm usually honest to like a fault. <laughs> and um but there and I've never cheated or been cheated on, but um but yeah, I, I, really? I had this lie, really, yeah. Because I've been honest. Been cheated, cheated. Right, right, right. So but, you would but come to lie, them before there was a, a lover or something. Right. And, and uh, yes. And um, uh, so anyway, so yeah, th- but having this lie was I, I, I withheld from my partner for a year that I was doing central massage work. And it was awful. It was just like, it was just this one small thread crack of a distance between us that just grew into a gaping gorge. And it was the, like just that the lie itself was just the worst and then we had judgment day and it all came out and thank Mm -hmm. god you know but yeah but i so i can only imagine that like i can't imagine living duplicitously as as like the guys that i'm in with do and and so my heart goes out to them and i i do i'm like can't you just talk to her like like this sucks but um yeah i i wonder what would happen if we set the rules from the beginning like if i have a friend who um who has a he kind of has this alternative way of living where he's like I don't want to be I don't want to be told that I can't do anything that I need to do that I feel that me as a human being I need to do so he he's married he has a kid and when he met his wife he told her this in the very beginning and said I'm always going to do what I want to do he's a very generous person and very um, secure and like solid so it's not like he's doing things that are going to hurt his wife and kid and you know what I mean in their situation but but you know yeah when he's out doing business or whatever he'll you know see someone or you know go out late if he wants to or needs to but anyway but the point is it was set from the very beginning and she knew what to expect from the very beginning yeah. well expectations and that was amazing but expectations always seem to be the real crux of it or the okay. origins of betrayal or this kind of thing so and what if we just be honest yes but beginning? i've always struggled with the timeline in a way we i just feel like i've had experiences and then and then you sort of realize oh this is maybe a new rule i need to implement or i would like to change the game right um especially when you're with a partner for so long right i mean when you go into something and it's one year two years you know what you want in those two years and then maybe four years in you want something else you want to you now need to have a conversation with your partner about how the rules are changing sure and you know what honestly I kind of hope it does change because we're not human. We're human beings. We're, we're constantly moving and growing and moving and changing. Yeah. And I, I hope, I hope that things change. Yeah. So just like your business, you need to have like, you know, every two year kind of like larger plan pictures with your partner. <laughs> um, but sometimes that can be where the, the C's part because you say, well, I'm, I'm actually not interested in in, in going that, that direction yeah yeah uh, well which kind of boils down to the whole issue about monogamy in any way which i'm all f- constant thing we talk about i you know i love partnership and and i want partnership but this, when you have these kinds of conversations it's like yeah but does this make sense right, if right. we're constantly changing human beings with changing wants and needs how can you live with one person with these and expect that from that one person all the time Right. Without communication. Yeah. I read a stat somewhere about, um, about, uh, sorry, um, affairs lasting two years on average. 
whatever that means. You know, I mean, I, this data maybe is nebulous too, but, um, Makes and then of course it's like 50% of women and 50% of men, you know, both have admitted to having infidelity in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but this two year period, I mean, it seems like kind of the, that electric burst of what brings someone together and then if you kind of don't build from there then it then it would fizzle maybe yeah you're right maybe it's an indicator of kind of um of a natural rhythm in human life where you know there's the seven-year itch the two-year affair I, i i mean where it's just like growth periods growth cycles and so maybe this is all just new evidence that we need to take into into account and pay attention to as opposed to you know punish ourselves yeah with and become infidels <laughs> um okay so so wrapping up this discussion you know have we learned anything in this you know meandering the conversation original question, why do i care if my partner cheats yeah is it fear-based i mean this is, i think this is a good question for all of us to ask is it is yeah is are your is your desire to I don't even have fidelity to have fidelity or to or have to boundaries boundaries defining emotional and sexual right and is it actually supporting the relationship is it supporting the relationship is it and is it serving you is it serving your fears right well and and why do you need it why do you think you need it and i and i and it's not to say don't have them it's actually to look deeper and figure out what that is and if you have that answer then it's easier to to, to define to define your expectations with your partner well said yeah, well, another episode of Pushing Boundaries with TNA. Please tweet us at TA Sex Talk, and we do really want to hear from you. So if, if you have any comments about what we've been talking about tonight, which we hope you do, please go on our website, pbwithta.com, and leave us a voice message. You can also email us there, find us on social media, all that jazz. We'd really love to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and write a review. Right. And next week, we'll be talking about Bruce Jenner and transgender and all that. If you haven't seen the Vanity Fair cover, check it out. We're trying to understand it more. So we'll we'll do our very best. Yeah. Looking at the history and present day and uh, and people who are excited about dating transgender as well. Yep. All righty. You're listening to Pushing Boundaries with TNA. (laughs) 